So welcome to another episode of the Project Hourglass podcast. If you're listening to this, I say thank you. Today, what I'm going to cover is what to do after you've gone through a bit of a binge. Now, if you're listening to this live right now, it is the 18th of December, and more than likely, you're having a lot of these sessions with your friends, catching up with friends and family as well, because it's really, really close to Christmas. Maybe you're listening to this because once you put the kids down to bed, you finally turn on the TV and you're like, I'm going to have a bit of a snack. And then all you do is just eat maybe three or four too many Kit Kats and also Oreos afterwards. So what am I going to go through today? How am I going to help you get back on track after you've gone through a binge? Now, what we need to do, first of all, is really address why these things are happening at the start. I mentioned before that it is Christmas. I mentioned before that it is the festive season. To be honest, I want to be a little bit different from the general personal trainers out there who tell you to try and lose weight during December. This is just not the time for that. This is the best time for you to start using those extra calories for strength training, getting stronger, and playing the long-term game. But if you're listening to this, this is also really useful information for you when you have gone through those days when you're just eating maybe a little bit too much at the end of the night, watching TV, and what we're going to do through is how do you prevent that and how do you get back on track? So what everything happens is whenever, sorry, should I say is when everything goes wrong, it's never at that point in time. It's usually at the start that's making you go through this. So for example, when you actually go ahead and sit down and you're watching TV and you tend to be eating you know, snacks, Oreos, Kit Kats, chips, lollies, those are the things that we want to obviously try and limit. But if you reflect throughout the earlier parts of the day, and nine times out of 10, like I said, I've been doing this for 10 to 12 years now, and I know the tendencies that tend to happen with this. You are going through a very rushed morning. You haven't food prepped. You probably had one coffee. You probably had three pieces of sushi, and you're wondering why are you so hungry? Why are you so tired? You finally sit down, you get home, you've done all the jobs you need to do around the house. Maybe you're looking after your partner, you're looking after your kids. Maybe you've finally just done home stuff and you know, maintaining your house. You sit down and you just go, you know what, I need something for me right now, but you haven't eaten anything all day. And that's when you start to reach for snacks. So what do we need to do to break that down? Well, I kind of gave you the tips to break it down to stop that from happening. The first thing is realizing that because you are not eating throughout the day, it's led you towards the end of night binge snacks, including the Oreos, including those little extra chocolates here and there. And that's led you to making sure to basically making up for the food that you haven't been eating throughout the day. So making sure that you have some sort of food prepped for yourself. Now, if you're thinking, well, I don't have time. Don't worry, I've got you. It's always happening from another cause. And I don't expect you to be able to do this massive food prep. Actually, the one thing that I always tell people that is the, probably the most wankiest thing that you can do is food prep for seven days because I think it's disgusting. You should probably only food prep for two or three days. And honestly, it's not something that needs to be the spectacular thing. You're cooking dinner, you're leaving leftovers. That is food prep. If you can do the job right the first time, cooking dinner, and you're cooking something that's nutritious, you just have to eat that for lunch one more day afterwards. That is literally all you have to do for food prep. 
The next thing is actually understanding if you happen to be one of those people who really don't have time, then you need to buy time back. So if you're buying food out there, which it's up to you if you want to, some people you'd be spending 20 bucks, you're better off looking at healthier suggestions that are going to help you do this. I meet people who tell me, I just don't have time to food prep, Sean. I say, well, let's go through the suggestions of what you can do. But the unfortunate thing is you're probably either doing one or two things. You're believing in the excuses that you have a lot, so you're limiting your own self-belief, or you just didn't realize that there are actually healthier options out there. You can get them literally so simple right now. This is 2023 now. You can go to the petrol station. I've seen you foods. I've seen my muscle chef. I've gone to Coles and Woolworths. You go to the frozen section. There's literally healthier food options in there as well. And now there are actually companies out there. There's one literally just close to the gym that I work at that sets up memberships to send you food every single week. So the question I'm going to ask you is, is it that you don't know what you're looking for or you just don't want to believe that there are suggestions out there? Now, I have three people in my life right now on Instagram. I've got a few people live on my Facebook too. So if you're listening to this, then clearly you are here to learn. And I appreciate that. So thank you very much. And I understand that you are probably the right people to make the right decisions. So I thank you for coming on board. And also want to say that you are probably going to be the people who take this information and actually utilize it. A lot of people will learn information. Not a lot of, not a lot of people will implement information. You don't need to learn more things. You need to implement the right things and keep doing it. The next thing that we want to look into to stop that food binging as well is knowing how you can start to decrease the amount of distractions that you have. So let me ask you something. How often do you have a task that you need to do and you have the TV running in the background? I know I'm guilty of this. Like I might be working on a project. I might be doing a report back when I was working corporate. Or I might be studying like I was back in uni. And I'm like, I'll put some music on the background. I'll make sure I've got something, you know, some TV to watch in the background. And how many times do you find yourself doing a task, not realizing how little you've actually done of it? It's very similar with you and eating. I want you to do this for me right now. The next time that you're actually in the next five times that you're eating dinner, I want you to realize what are you doing while you're eating dinner? Are you watching TV? Are you talking to your partner or your family? Or are you eating by yourself? These are signs and symptoms or signs that actually help you realize what your relationship with food is. If you're clearly always distracted, you may find yourself eating more food as well. Now start to note, when do you start to snack? Do you snack at a convenience? Do you snack because you're hungry? Do you snack because you're lonely? Do you snack because you're tired? Do you actually snack because you're angry as well? I want you to know the HALT method. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and I'm going to also add in bored and stressed. These emotions dictate a lot about what you're eating if you actually need to. Now, there was a particular time where I was quite in tune with my food. I'm not going to lie right now. I'm not as great, but I'm trying to get back into it. But I was really in tune with how my body felt and what food I needed. And this was, surprised or not, when I was the most focused. It was last year when I turned 30, and I wanted to be in the best shape possible. And I honestly just decreased a lot of junk food because it didn't make me feel good. Note the words, didn't make me feel good. Because we don't realize when we eat foods, we feel a certain way. 
And when you can take advantage of how you feel after you eat something, you probably don't need as much as you think you need, not in that point in time. The reason why we do this is because we think that we can get something and have instant gratitude, but afterwards we have delayed consequences. So right now, are you finding yourself overeating because it makes you feel good instantly, but then you have a bit of regret afterwards? You just tend not to think about that. So what if you can start to actually process these emotions before you put too much of the food in your mouth? Now, I'm not saying don't ever eat chips, lollies, Kit Kats, and all that kind of stuff, but knowing that you're in the right, in the right frame of mind to enjoy it plays a massive role in how much food you're actually going to consume. I don't believe that anyone here is perfect when it comes to emotions and their food relationships, but I do believe that there are people who are aware and people who are unaware, people who are willing and people who are unwilling. Like I mentioned before, people understand that they don't have time, so they say that they need to buy food all the time. But the situation here is that you're not fixed to only buying unhealthy food. The suggestion is you buy healthier food, which costs you no extra time and if probably, if anything, is going to be cheaper than you buying junk food because whole-based foods or semi-processed foods are going to keep you fuller for longer as well. Have a think about that. So now let's actually get to the most important part. You've had your binge. It, it sucks. I'm not going to lie. You feel stressed and you feel backwards and you feel tired. You feel lethargic. But what do you do afterwards to get yourself back on track? This is the one thing that I tell a first to a lot of people is just get back into it. There is no catch-up method, okay? Don't go thinking that just because you had 2,300 calories in one day, the next day you need to eat one less than 1,000 calories. That's just not how it works. Doing that only gives you bigger uh, differences between a big day and a low day, and it makes you fluctuate to, once again, how you feel. How are you supposed to train if you're not giving yourself the essential needs for the day that's following through? And I guess this could come from really poor relationships, even with money as well. You spend massive amounts one day, you save a little money the next day, you probably eat you know, canned tuna after blowing your whole paycheck. That's not exactly what we want to do here. We want to learn how to stabilize because each day when you start a new day in terms of calories, you technically get a whole new paycheck. So stabilize yourself as opposed to trying to maximize and minimize every single thing possible. What we want to do is focus on your calories and get back to what the goals are. Now, if you're setting your own calories, I highly doubt that you're going to be 100% correct. The amount of times I've met people throughout the years, they don't actually understand that the caloric goal and the caloric measurements are only estimates. So unless you have a really good understanding of what you need to do to actually get those estimates to be accurate, then you'll need to know and understand that those aren't 100% accurate, okay? You need to find out something or someone that can help you guide you back into the way you need to get back on track. So don't try and do a makeup of calories. Find out the calories that you actually need to stabilize on and start to work back on this. And this will change from phase to phase of your life. From different phases of your ages, your training styles, your training age, what type of training you're doing, even your goals as simple as building more lean body mass, boosting up your metabolism because you want to stabilize your hormones, getting stronger as well, or even just saying that fat loss as well. 
Now, one of the things I need you to understand if you have gone through a binge is actually doing this most important thing. And if you're listening to this right now, either on the lives or you're listening to this on a podcast, I guarantee some of you will probably be laughing at me, but won't do this, but continue to struggle. I don't know why you do that, honestly, but I have faith in you that you're going to take this on board. And that is to make sure you actually reflect on what you do. If you're not reflecting on what you've actually done, if it doesn't mean something to you to make that change, then you probably didn't want that goal all that much. You probably didn't really want to lose that 10 kilos. You're probably happy with where you are right now and not actually being leaner and stronger. You're probably going to think that being 10 or 15 kilos lighter is actually going to be too much work for you. That's fine. That's not for you. But I can tell you right now, if you set yourself a goal, that means the world to you. And I actually read this quote this morning. If your goal doesn't make you cry, your dreams aren't going to fly. It is so damn cheesy that I love it. And I actually remind, it re- no, I remembered it. But if you don't have a goal that actually makes you want to make that change and you do this reflection thing, you're like, eh, don't worry about it, then the goal's not set for you. You don't have the right mindset to be able to achieve that goal. You can't have life-changing things happen to you with a part-time effort, okay? You can't have life-changing goals for yourself work for you if you don't have the right mindset. You need to make sure you have the right mindset now to be able to get the goal, not the other way around. You don't get the goal without the mindset. This is why we tend to see people who win the lottery lose their money so fast. They don't have the right mindset on spending money and saving money. So then when they get all this easy cash from a lottery, guess what? They lose it all. A lot of people who win the lottery actually lose it all. And this is why we tell people you need to make sure you lose weight the slow way and the right way, as opposed to going through binge diets and hoping for the lottery to win you out. And I want to sum it up with just this one thing that I used to tell a lot of people. Would you rather have your goal achieved guaranteed in nine months, losing your 10 kilos, feeling leaner, feeling stronger, feeling healthier, knowing that you never have to binge and feel guilty about it, never feeling guilty about going out with your friends because you understand the process of how to actually manage your life. The weight on the scales don't mean the world to you. You know how to lift and actually feel healthy about it and feeling stronger. Or would you risk it on a 50-50 to get your goal in the next two months, but you have 50% chance of not actually getting your goal? I know for myself that I'd rather put myself in certainty for those nine months than putting a 50-50 for the next two months. And that's what the people who are doing binge diets, lose fat fast, fad diets are doing. They're risking it on a 50-50 for the next two months, hoping that they can keep it off, as opposed to investing themselves, chancing it, changing their lifestyle and their mindset for the next nine months, and guaranteeing that they're actually going to get that goal. Have a think about that, okay? So I'm going to leave it here for the time being. I want to say thank you so much if you have any questions. One thing I can definitely ask you to do is if you're listening to this on a podcast, even if you're listening to this live and you happen to have Apple Podcasts, do me a massive favor. Leave me a five-star review on my Apple Podcast for Project Hourglass. I really want to grow this Facebook. Uh, Sorry, I really want to grow this podcast. Now the next thing about Facebook is I do have a free Facebook group that I would love for you to join. This is how you can lose five kilos and actually keep it off. I'm going to give you all the tips, all the tricks. I'm going to give you some free recipes, 
workouts. I answer your questions too, absolutely free. If you want to join that one, please DM me on Instagram. Please DM me on Instagram saying, I want to join your free Facebook group. And last but not least, you can also check the description box of the podcast to join that Facebook group too. Now, if you're still listening to this, I've got something really special for you too. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for joining. I do have a six-week challenge that is starting on the 8th of January. If you join right now, you can actually... Um, you can actually get now to the 8th of January free. So that's two weeks or three weeks, if I'm not wrong. Then on the 8th of January, we actually start the six-week challenge. So if you want to jump in on that, DM me on Instagram once again. So say 2024, new year, new me. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the link is actually going to be in the description box below. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time for joining me live. And I hope you all have a great day. Take care, everyone, and keep building momentum.